Hello and welcome to Habits Flow. I know y'all, I have been away since June or July and, you know, I had to really take some time to reevaluate my life and especially with the pandemic going on and looking for employment and stuff. There's so many things that we'll get into. (laughs) Believe me, we will. But I want to say to everybody that's been waiting and messaging me, when are you going to do it again? When are you going to do it? I'm fully back doing podcasts, y'all. So, (laughs) So, basically, where I've been, hmm, I've been basically researching for my children's book. I'm writing a children's book, and I know y'all probably gonna be like, okay, what is it about? What is it about? I'm the type of writer that I don't want to tell you what I'm writing about. I'd rather it just be a surprise. And also, on top of that, I'm writing a young adult book and writing a novel that I have not finished yet. So basically, it's three that I'm writing physically on my laptop. And then there's like about five rambling and my thoughts in my mind (laughs) but I took some time off to definitely deal with some deep dark things that I've been going through that I really needed to reevaluate my life with like is this going to be a hindrance for me forever or am I going to like just jump jump and be like I don't care anymore I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do that so I had to be a be, be about my actions, you know? And if you're not about your actions, it's okay. It's okay. You will get to a point in your life where you're like, oh, um, is this what I'm doing? Is this really what I'm doing? Like, I need to get it together. Because if I don't get it together, then I'm going to be doing the same cycle I've been doing for a year after year after year after year. So that's why I was starting my, you know, weight loss journey. I have shared that with y'all before in my past podcast is about my weight loss journey where I used to weigh 420 pounds and when I saw that I was like you know what Mm -mm. this ain't it boo this is not it and let me get a sip of my water y'all y'all know I keep my water on deck because I can just ramble and ramble and ramble (laughs) but anyways so um dealing with my past and stuff like that there's some things where I was like okay let's take it one day at a time and I I wrote down things you know I don't keep a journal but I was like you know what yeah maybe it's time to you know give this whole journal thing you know a little chance so I did and you know my mom she was like she always used to buy me journals when I was younger and I used to always just write short stories in them so this time around she was like here you go and I was like okay so what I had did was um I wrote down small goals small goals is important in your life you know why because if you go out there to big goal you're gonna set yourself up to where you're like um I don't know if I can achieve this I don't know where to look and stuff so start with your small goals and you can accomplish them faster so one of my small goals was to, um, something simple, lose 10 pounds. So I was like, okay, you know, so I'm working out, you know, and I'm eating right. I'm eating greens. I'm eating, not greens, but, um, what's that called? That salt pork, 
No. I eat greens with like smoked turkey, with kale inside it, broccoli, spinach, you know. So, you know, eat stuff like that. And then on top of that, I um eat chicken, turkey, fish. And I really don't touch, well, oh, I don't touch pork because I'm allergic to it. But I don't really touch beef. So, and then I was like, okay, like, I remember I gave up ice cream for a year, bread for a year. Still working on bread. <laughs> because, um, yeah, croissants are like, oh, the, is the thing. Oh, oh, I haven't got there yet with the garlic butter with the whole croissant or toast or something. I haven't got there yet. I haven't. But anyways, I have set the goal up. 10 pounds so I was like okay you know so I was like when before I left Connecticut because if y'all don't remember in my podcast I said I moved to North Carolina I'm still here <laughs> it's been a full year now but um I was like I had gained weight when I had moved here you know not a lot but enough to where it affected my legs so I was like uh-uh nope so I lost that weight and then some and then last time I weighed myself before that, I was 290. And then I went inside a store that had a uh, scale. And I know people, a lot of fitness people are like, don't get on the scale, don't get on the scale, don't get into the numbers and stuff. But I really wanted to know what my size was and stuff. And it said I was 260. So I was like, okay, so I was from 290 to 260. Okay. <laughs> from um, last year to now, I'm 260. So I was like, okay, 10 pounds. So I was like, okay. So I had went out somewhere and they had a scale again. Got on the scale and it said 250. So I lost the 10 pounds and I was so happy. I was proud of myself. And I was like, okay, let's keep doing Let's keep doing Now I have not weighed myself since then, but a lot of my clothes don't fit, my undies, my, my I have sport rolls now. I have like, Big shirts and stuff like that, and socks aren't fitting even. So it's like a little accomplishments can make your life feel so much better. It feels so good, so good. Because it's like you put yourself on a mantle right here of, I'm going to get this done. I'm not going to just say it. I'm going to be about it. Be about the action. Be about the action. Be about that. Be about the Be about the action. <laughs> but um anyways so that was one of my goals of losing weight and I achieved it and I'm still doing it and then when I post on my social medias you know you have the people that um really encourage you and then you have some of the people that want to make a profit from it <laughs> and I'm one of those type of people where I love hearing your story, but at the same time, I don't need to buy one of the products that you're selling. Now, I'm not knocking your hustle or nothing like that, but I have in my caption, and my bio, please do not solicit me. No Weight Watchers stuff, no um, all of that stuff, because I, I'm like, I know that you're trying to make a profit. I know that everybody... He's looking for employment. Everybody's trying to make a buck and stuff. But I'm old school. I don't want to... Now, I'm not shaming the business whatsoever. You can do whatever you want to do. All I'm just saying is, it's not for me. 
that's it. Not for me. But, um, yeah, so what I did next was I was like, okay, I want to get far on this children's book. So I was like, do a chapter a day. Now, us writers, we're like, eh, chapter a day, you know, you normally write longer than that. And that's true. <laughs> but I have to discipline myself still to condense down what I write because a children's book isn't a lot of pages. And I'm writing like as if it's like a whole novel and stuff. So I, I you know, I thought to myself, like, make it a series. <laughs> so I'm making it a series and I can't wait until I am done with that. And then, you know, I'm looking at some self-publishing um, places to even, uh, get it established, get it out there and stuff. I mean, I'm on social media, but it's like at the same time, I'm like, okay, where do I look at this? Where do I do this? What, what company is this? Where should I, um, invest? Where should I do this? So it was a lot of things, even with being, well, I'm 32 now. Even with being the age of 32, I'm still learning things and that's okay. If you're in your forties, you're still learning things. That's okay. You know why? Because you have one life, and long as God graces us with another day, we can research, we can learn things. And I'm just rambling, you know, about certain things. And you know, it's okay. It's all right. I'm gonna get another sip of my water. <laughs> Y'all know me by now. I can go and go and go and go and go. And I have to tell myself, slow down, girl. Slow down. Okay? This ain't no race. <laughs> But so, with my um, mental health, there is sometimes some things that I experience in life that I recently came to understand through the through God that um, I was sleeping and it's always like around that three four o'clock where he wakes me up to pray and I'm like, I'm ready. Okay, all right, I'm on my knees. Or I'm laying in my bed and I'm like, all right, God, what is it you're going to say? What is it you're, want you're wanting to me to hear from you? And he simply said that um, the men in your life are not consistent because of your relationship with your father. And I was like, oh, wow. Now we're going, <laughs> we're going down deep, Lord. We're going real deep. <laughs> Now, um, I don't talk about my personal life, but I figure this can help someone else because it helped me. Now, sometimes you want a, a relationship with your parents, your siblings, a friend or loved one, and how you visualize it in your head is completely different in reality. And that's okay because sometimes people are raised a certain way or their personality is a certain way to where that might be only the best that they can give you. And, you know, I have to learn that, you know, that's okay. That's okay. Cause I learned through God and this just little bitty second that he revealed to me that I was like, man. So I thought about the only four boyfriends I had in life. <laughs> well, up to now, you know, I'm still single, but <laughs> you gotta get into that another topic. But anyways, um, and how they were inconsistent in my life. I mean, I've been single for about seven years now, and I'm like, um, just thinking about how you can talk to someone one week and then disappear, and then 
two weeks go by, you come back and it's like nothing ever happened. And when you question it, they get mad and, you know, and then they disappear again. And you think to yourself, did I say something? Did I do something? Like, what is up? Now, that was the younger me. But even the younger me was like, no, girl, this ain't you. This is them. You're doing everything that you're supposed to be doing. That's them, not you. So I was always had that. So, but the older me is like, <laughs> and then I refuse to settle for less. Knowing how now I used to pick men that were inconsistent. Now that I, now that the Lord made me aware of it, there's no way. No way. I will be happy getting me some land, getting me a triple wide or something, um, adopting a baby and having a dog, having a cat, and I can be happy the rest of my life. That's that's where I'm at in life because if anyone's going to pull you from your character and how much you have worked towards being who you are now, you don't need it. It's negative. You don't need it. It's toxic. Just leave from all of that. Even if you are in a relationship now and you're like, hey, this person is inconsistent and this person, you know, I just don't know. Step back, reevaluate. And if you don't see no change and they said they're going to change, they're going to change, they're going to change, they're going to change. They're not going to change until they want to change. So it's best for you to just walk away. Now, I'm not saying it's going to be easy because you're going to have the memories. They're going to come. You're going to cry. You're going to be like, well, do not text them back unless they fully changed. Just do you. For guys, do you. For girls, do you. It doesn't matter if you like men, if you like women, or whatever you call yourself or whatever you identify as perfect way of saying identify as um take care of you you matter you come first well god comes first thing you because you know but if you don't believe in god then you know that's you you know over there with with all that but for the people that believe in god like me um god first then yourself Never put somebody above you, no matter what. Never put anyone above God, because now who are you really serving? You're worshiping this person, and God's like, um, hey, over here, over here, over here. You don't see these red signs I'm giving you? You don't see these signs over here? Over here, over here, over here. And because you're so blinded by how exactly you want to be treated, but yet there's still something there that you're like, wait, something's not right. Something doesn't feel right. And that's God telling you, hey, this ain't what I picked for you. <laughs> you need to be a little bit more patient. I got something over here waiting for you. But I need you to get to a certain place. And I need that person over there that's for you to get to a certain place. To where when you both are at the level I want you to be, it can be beautiful. You meet, whether it's online, whether it's in public, and it can be beautiful and it will last forever. And then you got people that are married that slowly are falling out of love but yet holding on. 
Now, I'm the, I was never married, so I can't tell you to, oh, just leave them as a, I can't tell you that. But what I can tell you is, reevaluate yourself. Is this something that can last that I want to deal with for the rest of my life? Or is this something I can just walk away from? Now, again, I'm not telling you to leave your marriage or anything like that, but... If the person's hitting you, of course, leave. Leave. Like, I would tell anyone, if a person is abusive to you, please leave. Do not stay. Leave. That person does not want to change for nothing. They're happy the way they are. They don't see no wrong. Now, God can be like, okay, I'm going to change that person. But God sometimes can change that person even when you leave that person that person still can be meant for someone else a lot of people don't want to see that and a lot of people don't want to take that in but yes this is true sometimes you can be with someone for just a season and that was to learn a lesson from the relationship after the break and stuff but god has it so that where's where it is that person is for another person and you are meant for another person now, I know that's sometimes hard to hear because you're like, oh, no, never. Uh-uh. We're in love. We're fine. Sometimes the red signs are there the whole time, but we choose to have a blind eye. Now, I can say that, that I have saw red signs, but because I love someone, because this person treated me right, I was like, oh, well, you know. It's alright, you know, God will forgive me. Because I'm not, I'm very raw, people. I'm very raw. I had sex. And now I, I said something that to God when I was younger. I would never have sex before marriage. I would never have sex before marriage. I would stay pure. I would stay holy. I would not let a man in. I fell in love. I had sex. Felt guilty. Every time felt guilty. Now when you're in act, it doesn't feel guilty. It feels good. And we all know that, <laughs> but it's not good. It's it, it it will never feel good. That's why after the relationship it went sour, I walked away. He went back to his country and stuff, and I've been single since. I've been celibate, and a lot. Yes, there are some guys and girls, um, because girls hit keep on um trying to hit me up and stuff down here and I'm like um I'm okay I I like men and I don't bash you I don't um judge your lifestyle whatsoever I have one of my best friends is a lesbian I don't judge you whatsoever but I'm into men so they're like oh okay and then there's some bold ones but anyways um I tell people when they try to DM me, you know, slide in the DM and stuff, about, um, you're so sexy, you're this and that. And I say, thank you for your compliment, but no thank you. And because you know the ones that are just wanting to smash. And I'm like, no. No, 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 no. Who I will make love to will be my husband whenever that time comes. Till then, no. And then you have some friends that will um be like, oh well, you should you need to get laid. 
stay away from those friends. If you have a goal in mind that you're like, no, I'm not going to do this. And you have people around you that are like, you need to do this. You need the opposite. Stay away from them. Be like, you know what? I'm going to fall back. You do you. I do me. And that's okay. That's how adults should be. Even teenagers. Still, if you want to do something positive, they want to do something negative, walk away. You have no obligation to this person whatsoever. So walk away. Walk away. Now, we talked about the mental, we talked away, we talked about goals. Now, we're going to talk about employment. <laughs> now, I'm going to keep it real with y'all. Um, I won't say the company name because I don't want to get in trouble, but I filled out over 214 applications for like a year now since I've been down here and only six interviews and I would call back and they would be like what um your name is what (laughs) I'm sorry I don't see your name on file um but this company said that you just looked at my um application what is your name again so I was like my name is you know and they're like um oh now I see it yeah we're not hiring right now so when you run into a lot of that, I was like, okay. But when I seen how many times I applied at different companies, whether it's retail, restaurant, hotel, um, call center, you name it, janitor, truck, all of that, I applied and nothing. So I was like, okay, God, you got me here for a reason. And it feels like I'm meant to just write. Now, mind you, I'm debt-free. And I'm not ashamed to say I live with my parents. Yes, I do help my parents out. And um, I really um was like, okay, what's going on? What's going on, you know? And then, you know, certain things wasn't coming through that I was making money on on the internet. And then freelance writing wasn't coming through my blog wasn't coming through with anything my Pfeiffer wasn't coming through with anything so I was like okay God you got me right here for a reason and it's for me to write that's all I said was it was for me to write when I said that that's when the ideal started to come with my because I had writer's block ideal started to come and I was like okay all right all right Mike, I always talk to the Lord. I talk to him every day, daily. I pray to him. I pray to him. I was like, okay, you know, talking to me. Okay, all right, God. Write this down. I wrote it down. And then he was like, okay, um, write this name down over here. He could say a name like Daphne. Something simple like that. And then suddenly a story comes to me for a girl named Daphne. He may say, you know, write down Jonathan. So I was like, okay, Lord, Jonathan, all right. Daphne and Jonathan. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Okay. Now, I don't typically do the um love story like, oh, Jonathan fell in love with Daphne. No. It was more of a siblings coming together to figure out what they want to do for the rest of their life. See how God just, you could think of one thing over there and God would just be like, nope. 
that's not what it's going to be about. <laughs> it's a nice idea, but <laughs> no, I want you to write this over here and I'll do that. Oh, I would do that because it's about what God wants. And I always say, I always want to do what the will of the Lord is instead of what my will is. Because if I do this what I want to do, I will continue to mess up. But if I follow league, what God wants me to do, I will rise above it all. <laughs> now, unemployment and stuff like that, I continue to just write. And when I get my stuff published, I know who I want to bless. Because I'm a type of person where even, even if you treat me like crap, but I know you're in lack, I still want to be a blessing to you. I don't want nothing back in return. I just want to be a blessing. And I learned through this process also. Now we're getting on another subject with friends. <laughs> Let me take a sip of my water because I was talking. I was rambling. Y'all know how I get and stuff. <laughs> now, with friends, I have learned that... um. You can't call everybody your best friend. You can't. You cannot call everybody your bestie. You can't. <laughs> can't call everybody your friend. You can't. <laughs> because what I've learned when I was struggling, y'all, and with the employment and also looking for um friends that said, Oh yeah, you got a job here, you know, lined up for you. It wasn't. It was because of their agenda. That they wanted to just get laid. And I was like, no. God, no. Goodbye. Goodbye, sir. <laughs> and, um, I really just sat there. And when you stand still, God will be like, tunnel vision you. Now, tunnel vision, if you don't know what I mean, tunnel vision is you're sitting in one space and then all of a sudden it's like minority report. If y'all seen the movie, it's different screens that will come up in your memories. Different ones over here, that memory, this one over here, different memory. So it's like a big um screen of different screens, if that makes sense, if y'all catch that. Okay, <laughs> work with me. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, you know, this one said this and that. But everyone was silent. No one wanted to reply back when I would be like, hey, how are you doing? Nothing. A week. Nothing. So I'm like, okay, maybe they're busy. You know, I don't want to be a bother because I never want to be a bother to people because I'm an introvert. <laughs> I never want to be a bother to people. So when you don't respond, I fall back. So then when they respond after a month or so, if that, they're like, oh, hey, how you doing? You know, I've been doing this and that and that and that. But how are you doing? And when I was like, oh, well, you know, still looking for, oh, yeah, this and that. But they don't want to hear about what you're going through. They're only concerned about what they're going through. And they want to vent. So I'm like, okay, you want to vent? Go ahead. That's how I used to be. Go ahead, vent. And then when it became to where it was like they wanted to use me for my knowledge use me for my advice call me one in the morning call me 10 now y'all know my cutoff period uh, tongue twisted my cutoff period is 
at 10 o'clock at night. You should not be calling me unless you are in dire need of me. Yeah, because, um, first off, if you are all the way in a different state, how can I get to you as fast? I could pray, yes, but my cutoff period for conversation and stuff is 10 o'clock. All right, all right. And do not write to me because there is one person that keeps saying, what are you doing? If you have not talked to me in a month or so, you do not come to me and say, what are you doing? That's just rude. Be polite. Say, hello, how are you doing? That's just me, y'all. That's how I was raised. That's how I continue to be. I always ask for hello, how are you doing? I listen to them. I listen to the details. Then I ask them, how does this make you feel? Okay, what are you going to change here? Oh, you did? All right, well, congratulations. I care, but people don't care. So what I did was I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to put the tough skin on. I'm going to put the tough skin on them because I know how I can really be. And I choose not to be like that to people. So I I put that on, the tough love on. And I told them, like, look, because this is happening to you over here, you don't want to listen to the advice I've been giving you. That's it. You get no more advice. I'm not going to waste my time and energy on someone that just wants to talk about the same thing and there is no change. And I've told people this and there is nothing I'm saying that I cannot repeat in front of their face because I said it to them in front of their face and I said this to them on FaceTime. Long as you are in a situation that you're comfortable in, you will not progress. And one person, <laughs> he said, well, you still ain't got no job. You still, well, you know what? God wants me to be at a certain position in my life of writing. And I'm fine with that. I'm debt free. I live with my parents. I still help out. And God knows that I want my own land. I want my own house and stuff. So this is a route he's taking me to do that. And they're like, oh, I want this, I want that. Okay, there's nothing wrong with you wanting that. I, I'm all for you, but don't downplay what I want because it's not what you want. And I'm not going to agree with you because you feel you are right. We're two adults. We can agree to disagree. So they're like, oh, you know what, I gotta go, I gotta go. So that's why I'm gonna keep it real with y'all. I don't have any best friends. I don't. You know why? Even though I said a couple of minutes ago, my best friend, you know, me and lesbian. That's one of the ones I had to give tough love to. And she barely talks to me now because of I gave tough love. I'm not going to keep like, I'm not going to be a punching bag to people. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, you this and that. Because I spoke up. Now there is a problem. But when I was silent, there wasn't a problem. So, knowing who I am, I step back, reevaluate. Okay, these ain't friends. These ain't people I gotta have in my life. And guess what? I cut them off. And you're like, oh, that's kind of harsh. After all these years you were friends with, what do I owe them? What do I owe them? 
I have one life. I want you to stay healthy. I want you to continue losing weight. I don't want toxic people around me. And then you can say, oh, there's toxic people everywhere. Yes, that's true. But I have control of whether I want to block a person or if I want to engage in with a person. But I refuse to argue with a person. I refuse to because people are always going to feel they are right when they are wrong. And they don't want to hear the truth. They do not want to hear the truth because no one has ever told them no. And that's the problem. Even now with what's going on in the world, you know, (laughs) because you don't want to hear the word no. You feel, oh, well, I have this position. I can tell people this and that. And then it's like, I, I think about the people, the people that are really hurting out there. If you're listening to this, I pray for you constantly. And I want you to achieve everything, everything, your career, your goals. I pray for you. I pray for you. I really do. And I was um, in a conversation with my mom. It was a couple of days before Thanksgiving. And um, we have, um, we live in a nice, you know, condom place, condom area place, you know. I guess I pronounced it right. I'm not sure, but I'm going to keep going. <laughs> but we live in a nice place where um, there's different, you know, people above us, you know, stuff like that. It's high us and all like that. But um, across from us, <laughs> let me stop. <laughs> but um, I seen how um, there's this one girl and um, she's a lesbian and she has people around her and stuff like that. And it felt, I felt for her because it was like she had people around her because it was almost like her family cut her off because she was sad and it's like the holidays and I was like, wow, like, so when I went to get the mail one time, I, she was there to get her mail and I asked her, I said, you know, happy holidays, you know, have a good Thanksgiving and stuff. And she said, thank you. She said, you know, my family doesn't want anything to do with me because of my lifestyle. And I said, wow, that's sad. That's sad. I said, um, well, I love you like Christ loves you. And she said, what does that mean? I said, God loves you. Jesus loves you. I love you. I show compassion and love no matter what your lifestyle is. And she said, wow. She said, you're a Christian? I said, yes. Yes, I am. She said, you're the first Christian that ever said they love me. Now, that hit me hard. That hit me hard because I was like, wow. Wow, that that's, that's sad. You know, as a Christian, we're supposed to love people. We're supposed to show compassion. We're supposed to love people like Christ loved them. And I was like, mm, wow. So I gave her a hug. And, well, first I asked. And she said, yeah, you can give me a hug. And I said, well, do you mind if I pray for you? And she said, I don't mind you praying. I don't mind you praying for me. So I prayed for her, prayed that her family would come to love her like Christ loves her. And don't judge her for her lifestyle. You know, God is the judge. You know, we are to love. And I said, I said, so how are you going to spend your things? And she said, just around people that care about me. And I said, wow. And I thought to myself, I said, how many people 
are out there that feel like this. I said, I would just want to have a building and have a big feast. Everybody that even if they are heterosexual, um, part of the LGBT community, I would invite everybody that needs love. I mean, real love that they, they are lacking in. Whether you're homeless or not, starving, I want you to be fed. That's that's how I am. I want to because I want to love people so much that they feel genuine love from somebody. I want to be that person where they could be like, oh, that that woman over there, she told me something that. No one ever told me before. And I felt it because of her love. That's what we're supposed to be doing, people. We're supposed to be loving each other. We're supposed to be uplifting each other. Whether you're a Christian or not. Everywhere in everyone's religion talk about peace and love. We should really act on that. We really should. It shouldn't be no, oh, um, because, oh, no, I don't agree with you. You don't have to. Love them. Love conquers all. You know, it's just, it, it's one of those things where I always get choked up on. I mean, I'm, I'm trying not to cry now, but I really want people to feel love, real love, not fake love, but real genuine love out there. And that's what's lacking. Yeah, so much evil in this world because either someone didn't love them enough or they feel unappreciative. And there's no peace. There's no peace. But I know who gives you peace and love and understanding. That's God. That's Jesus. Now, I want to end this segment, you know, of if you ever feel like you know, I've done everything right, and it just doesn't seem right. It, it's like it, I'm better off just ending my life right now. I want to tell you, your life has value. You are incredible. You are amazing. Life can be at a standstill right now for you. Like I said, it was for me. But remember this. God loves you, and Jesus loves you, I love you, and if you need someone to talk to, my social media platforms are, with Twitter, it is FlowHibis, again, FlowHibis, my Instagram is underscore flow, and then my Facebook is HibisFlow, you can contact me on there, you can talk, I listen, and I love no matter what situation you are in, never ever think to take your life. You may be depressed. I love you. And I'm going to love you out of that depression. If, you're, if you suffer from anxiety, I'm going to love you out of that anxiety. We are going to together figure out with love how you can succeed in life. I will never give up on you. I'm always praying for you. No matter what. This is Habis 
flow. Remember, y'all, take care of you, and I love you. Hibis out.